I did something in New Cross this morning. When I came in, I went to a 14-year-old boy, and I told him that um, what you learned over the week, I want to come and share with the whole church. And then I went off for five minutes, and I called him. The boy blew the mind of everybody. Within 10 minutes of speaking, he quoted 20 scriptures of head. 14-year-old boy. And he reflected on all the Holy Ghost Convention from the lecture of the Bible school on Wednesday or Tuesday you have here, which is on Isaiah 58 and 59. And the boy took off from there and he began to expound the word of God. I said that is Christ's tabernacle for you. I wish that uh, I had told him to come here and just share with you. Every Sunday before I preach, I will call you to come and share the word of God. And I've told you this, and I will call anybody. For today, it is the teenagers, the 14, both of them are 14, 15. Now, in, over the past um, two weeks, from the Holy Ghost Convention, God has been speaking to us about the Holy Spirit and the church of the living God in the latter days. And something happened during this convention. I have done Holy Ghost Convention for 28 years among you. But in this year, God called my attention to the prophecy of Joel again. And I saw something there, which I have known before, but I have not known it like that. It's interesting to teach a lecture for 28 years and a verse, and yet there is still a revelation in it. And what God revealed to us now, uh, from that scripture, became the, the major discussion for the week. And I began to dwell on that, which is the gift of of what? What gifts are we talking about? I can't hear you. You know, I want to know what you know so that we can go to what you don't know. Shall we read the book of Joel, chapter 2, verse 28 together, please? Stop. I want cathedral to read the word of the living God. Shall we one more time? Stop. Now, what the Holy Spirit brought to our understanding is this. What is the first major function for the Holy Spirit? It is for the church to prophesy. Isn't it? Now, for the past five or uh, six weeks, really, I've been taking you on the lecture on the Holy Spirit and the gift of the Spirit. And the last time I took you through the lecture on the three senses of your spirit. What are they, please? Your eyes, your ears, and your mind. Now, let me read this to you. And last week, some of you prophesied, at least about two-thirds of the church was prophesying. I'll read this 
text I received from one of those who joined us on the live stream. Good morning, Daddy. This is your daughter from, as you mentioned, the place her name too. Daddy, I had a great, I have a great testimony. I have been bleeding seriously for the past one year due to fibroids. But yesterday, which was the first, uh, the the Friday um, when we had our overcomers, that was the day we prophesied. We started prophesying. Second day, rather. It says, yesterday, as we were pray, praying and prophesying, I found out that the bleeding stopped. I thought it was just a joke. I woke up this morning and found out that no bleeding anymore. One year of bleeding. You know what impressed me here? The word of God is true for those who believe and understand it. This is the reason why the devil will... He can allow Christians to do many things but two. One, to read the Bible regularly. Two, to pray regularly. The devil doesn't care about your fasting. Those who are sitting and worshipers, they fast more than Christians. Because fasting don't move God. It only changes man. Yes? Good. But the word of God and fellowship with God, Satan can make you engage in every discussion for hours, but to pray for 30 minutes, you struggle. What we are here in this house to do is this, to bore the devil so that man can manifest God. Your God, you can manifest your God. It says in that scripture, afterwards I pour my spirit upon all people, all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. So, anybody who is baptized with the Holy Spirit, I know you speak in tongues as a sign that you are baptized. But the Bible says we should prophesy. Which means every Christian can prophesy. Yes? Come on now, let's speak together. Because today is just to give you an, uh, a summary of what we have been looking and then go into it as well. Every Christian can prophesy. Yes? Okay, so. To prophesy, therefore, depends on your faith. The reason why many Christians don't prophesy, we look at that. But Bible says you must prophesy, you should prophesy. But for any one of us, what determines our level of prophetic is our faith. Romans chapter 12, let's see from verse 4. Because you'll be asking yourself question, but why is it that many Christians don't prophesy? You go everywhere, speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues, whereas the Bible says we should prophesy. The same spirit that speaks tongue in us wants to prophesy through us. So what is the problem? He says in this scripture, just as each one of us have our one body, have one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. So, in Christ, we who are many form what? 
Then let's continue. Each member belongs to all the others. Good. Your hand is in your body. Your neck is in your body. Your head is joined to your neck. And your arm is joined to your shoulder. And your shoulder is joined to your mainframe, your legs, and your foot. All of us belong to each other. Because we form one body. Even if the Bible didn't go further, that tells you that you have a function in this church. Correct? Because we are one body. Every part of the body has a function. So you have a function. Correct? Okay, let's look at the next verse. We're ready together, shall we? Interesting. So in talking about functioning of the body, the Bible expressed gifts. Which means the functioning of this body, which is the spiritual body, is by gifts to that body. And it says here that we have various kinds of gifts <coughs> according to the grace given to us. And it says, if a man's gift is what? Prophesying. Let him use it in proportion to his faith. This is Paul speaking. But now, help me understand this. Somebody can say, the Bible says, if a man's gift is, which means, if means, it may not be. Correct? Now, to help us understand, but the apostle says that everybody can, uh, should prophesy. Joel, when he began to talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the first thing he says is that God will pour his spirit, sons and daughters will prophesy. Paul in Romans now saying that, look, for prophesying, you need a proportion of faith. Understand this word here. If a man is prophesying, he prophesy according to his faith, not God's faith. So it means that your level of prophetic is determined by the level of your faith. Do we agree together? Now, prophesy according to the proportion of faith. But you and I now know that faith comes by what? By hearing, and hearing comes by what? By the word of God. So it means that a Christian who can operate fluently in prophetic must be a Christian who studies the Bible. Because your faith is, is, is based on your knowledge of the scripture. Now, therefore, in Christ the Tabernacle Church, I publish to you scriptures to read in the morning and in the evening. That is your medicine. Three tablets of the Bible chapter in the morning and three tablets of the Bible chapter in the night. Three chapters only in the morning, three chapters in the night. The one you read in the morning will carry you through the day. The one you read in the night will stop you from having nightmares. Hallelujah. So it will be very strange for anybody. It is impossible for anybody who does what I say to have nightmares. Night is either full of mere or revelation. You choose one. Hallelujah. So if, if a person not born again is having nightmares, we understand. Because what should he have if it's not nightmare? 
You are not born again. It's a nightmare not to be born again anyway. But when you are born again, when you sleep, you should have revelation. Remember when I was teaching you about your mind? When Daniel was going to interpret the king's dream, he said, the, the vision that went through your mind in the night. So if you read the word of God, you study the word of God regularly, what happens to you is that it develops your human mind. And when the spirit of God speaks through you, it can only connect with the faith level in your spirit mind. No wonder many Christians do not prophesy because they do not read the Bible. Many Christians, when they hear from God and they want to say it, they doubt it, whether it was God speaking. And when somebody else says, you say, ah, that is what was going on in my mind. Yes, it happened to you. A little dose of the Bible, it will bring your faith level higher. Prophetic declaration is based on faith. You know, I told you also that you have prophetic declaration and prophetic utterance. Prophetic declaration is when you speak on behalf of God in line with the word of God and you are speaking that to be. That is utterance, a a declaration. Utterance is when the Holy Spirit comes into you and is just telling you mystery that this will happen in Nigeria, this will happen in England. You know, this prime, prime minister is going through some situation now by the end of this month. This will happen, this will happen. It is, it, that is utterance. God is speaking what you do not know in your lips. But when it comes to a declaration, you are speaking on behalf of God what God has written into circumstances. And it's prophetic. Okay, so we understand here that your prophetic ability depends on your faith. Okay, let us settle the matter of if a man's gift is prophecy, whether the word if restricts that or subject that to maybe or may not be. In the book of 1 Corinthians, Paul explained it further. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 14, let's see what it says from verse 1 it says shall we do it together now this scripture says that among all the gifts that Christians have spiritual gifts it says a Christian should desire more the gift of what? Prophecy. Now, if the Bible says that we should desire the gift of prophecy, why should we not in the church? Why should we not? So Paul is trying to help us know that the word if there means everyone can. Follow the way of love. Eagerly desire spiritual gift. Especially. He didn't say the gift of healing. He didn't say the gift of discernment. He didn't say the gift of signs and wonders. Okay? He said the gift of prophecy. Why? Why should you desire the gift of prophecy? I think further on in that scripture it says. The next verse. Anyone who speaks in tongues does not speak to men, but God, to God. Indeed, no one understands him, but he utters mysteries with his spirit. But, everyone...
everyone who prophesies speaks to what? To men for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. For their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. So if I speak in tongues to you, that doesn't mean anything to you because you don't hear what I'm saying. But if I say to you that somebody is going for an interview tomorrow, that is you. And this is what the Lord will do in that interview. And this is what the interview will look like. That encourages you. Because you never told me. Now I'm telling you. By the Holy Spirit. Now, which one do you think is, it would be better for you and I? To be speaking language that others don't hear. Or to say something that will encourage them. I think we both agree that to encourage others is what it is. Yes? You want to encourage one another. Beautiful. Let me say this to you. Prophecy goes beyond encouraging others. Because when you know, when the prophetic turns to you, it will encourage what? You yourself. I told you all to go and pray. You know, after the visitation, after the teaching, I keep on exercising that grace you now got. And when I taught you about prophecy, I spoke about the chambers of prophetic. The gift of prophecy is there, which is utterance. But you have the chambers of prophetic, which is the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, discernment, and open vision. They are all part within the prophetic chamber. So if God can give you the gift of prophecy, He can give you open vision, He can give you vision in the dream, He can also uh, give you the word of knowledge where you know something that, you know, you are not taught and things that will happen and stuff like that, and you can see them, now see them in the eye of the Spirit. I myself continue to pray, and God revealed something to me that is staggering. God revealed to me something very staggering. What really happened is this. God visited me in the night and I woke up and I told my wife that, look, this is the vision I saw. And she opened her mouth and she was saying me the meaning. And what she was saying, I knew she was not speaking by herself, but the Spirit of the Lord was speaking to her. And that is just the meaning. It can't mean any other thing. The Holy Spirit... Which strengthens me. Because now that I know what God has revealed to me, I don't need to have a headache to go and be figuring out what is God saying. He said it right there. After she finished saying that, she now said her own. Amen. And I said the first one you said is the Spirit of the Lord speaking to me. So the second one you are saying is your own. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. But you see, what I'm saying to you is this. What assignment that God gave us, I do it. And I hear. God started speaking to me, revealing to me what will happen in Nigeria. Uh, well, Nigeria, that's a management thing. What will happen next year in my personal life? What will happen in this nation? And what is my part in it? Well, of course, the Nigeria, God revealed to me. But I will not hear God or see from God unless I desire to know. To those who turn their heart to know, the Lord reveals unto them. And the Bible says, therefore, verse 1, follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. So, we recognize that Two reasons why Christians don't operate the gifts. One is ignorance, and the second is lack of desire. 
Let me say, since uh, we finished the Holy Ghost Convention, have you been prophesying to yourself? Yes, you should be doing that. I told you to do that every day. Those of you who have been speaking in tongues, they're praying tongues every day. Minimum 30 minutes. Minimum 30 minutes. It brings healing to your physical body. It brings strength into your spirit man. When your spirit man is strengthened, then you can see vision, you can hear, you can see trance. And you can have the practical basic encounters of the scripture. So that the Bible is no more a storybook to you, but it is your life experience. Pray in tongues every day. Why should you pray in tongues every day? See, this one says, for you, not to, be, for you to be able to speak, in, uh, to be able to operate the gift, you must have, you must eagerly desire it, okay? And the second thing is, in verse 1 of chapter 12, it says, do not be ignorant of the spiritual gift. So we recognize that ignorance of spiritual gifts means you cannot operate the gifts. But we understand that even when you are aware of the gifts, how many informed, if you don't desire the gift, you cannot operate in the power of the gift. There is nothing you cannot change through prophetic. Nothing you cannot change through prophetic. I'll talk about that to, to finish the lecture today. So, we began from the gift of prophecy, Joel said, is for every Christian. Correct? Afterwards, I pour my spirit upon all flesh. Sons and daughters who were prophesied. We recognize from the book of Romans chapter 12 that the gift of prophecy is subject to the faith of the one who prophesied. Yes? From 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we recognize that it says, verse 1, that do not be ignorant of the gift of the Spirit. So we recognize, therefore, that when a Christian is ignorant of the gift, you can't even use it. Okay? Now, let me talk a little bit about ignorance. Okay, let's look at the other one. Ignorance, you can't use it. And in chapter 14 of 1 Corinthians, it says, eagerly desire. So we recognize, therefore, that if you eagerly desire spiritual gifts, you will get it. But not, not, the first of it is that you must not be ignorant. Ignorant means uneducated. Uneducated means uninformed. Okay, now let me talk about ignorance. Anything that you are, if you are ignorant of it, you can never manifest it. Are we in agreement? You know, people who play instruments today, I remember when Brother O.J. first came to CFT. Where is Brother O.J.? Brother O.J., the keyboardist. When he first came, he was very young. How old were you then? 19 or whatever? Eh? 17. And at that time, this church, I asked, anybody here who can play keyboard? And he said, he can play keyboard. Jump on that keyboard. He jumped on the keyboard and he was playing like grasshopper. You know what grasshopper is? No, he played with his hands, but you know, hallelujah. He would get some notes wrong, he would get some notes right. And I told him, carry on. Keep on playing. But inside him is the grace he has today. But at that time, he didn't know the grace was there. 
If that grace was not identified and encouraged, it will never manifest. But today, sing anything in your mouth. OJ will play it for you. What about all other instrumentalists? Uh, Dick and the rest of them. They were here sometimes. They didn't play anything. But inside them is the skill they display today. Okay? But that skill came to manifestation when they discovered that they can do it. Are you with me now? (laughs) It is the discovery of it that engineered their desire to learn it. That is the driving wheel of all the education they had on those equipment. Now they play, you know. In CFT, we don't play. We don't, this church doesn't pay anybody to play music. No, all of them are playing is their ministry. This church does not pay a person to come and play keyboard or to come and play guitar. No, they are using their grace to worship. The grace they and it. Most of them here. Do you understand? In some places, the churches cannot function because all the all the offering of the members they are using to play to play instrumentalists, drummers, keyboardists, uh, you know, uh, uh, guitarists. No, we don't do that in CFT. CFT globally, we raise our children. They discover their gifts. They are the one who anchor the, the music. And they use it as a service unto God. And God bless, and they have career, good job, so that they earn good money. They are not earning from playing. But they could play because they discovered the gift. There are many among you here who have a lot of grace inside you, but you are not manifesting because you are not, you haven't discovered it. I said this before and I will repeat again. You know, our Prime Minister Theresa May, when they were having the, the you know, the, uh, decision to appoint a new Prime Minister, there could be people under her, okay, who are better Prime Ministers than her. But they didn't know it. They rather voted for her to be Prime Minister over them. After she had become the Prime Minister, they may now discover that I, I, could, have been, I could have done better than this woman. At the time, they recognize it. You can see one of them now that is making blah, blah, blah. All over the whole place, attacking. <laughs> it's just like, he was too late. At the time he was before, he didn't recognize that. I, I still can do this job. But then after the job has been given to the people, the person he voted for, he, he, and he has been appointed to do some other things, he woke up to a consciousness that, ah, by the way, why can't I be... The Prime Minister. Ignorance is a bad killer. Terrible. And you have people working on the streets of London that should have been in the Parliament of Great Britain, but they were ignorant. Let me help you understand this, therefore. If you understand the level of the word ignorance, you can now apply that to 1 Corinthians chapter. 12 verse 1. How ignorant believers are because they don't know about the Holy Spirit. One person speaking in tongues, he thinks that he has arrived. No, it's what everybody can do. One person prophesies and you give details exactly what happened. Others look at him and say, ah, this is anointed. It's not anointed. He has just done what every Christian should normally do. If a child is fed normal food, he will grow normally. Oh, I saw an open vision. He has not done anything extraordinary 
that we should celebrate. He's only done what a normal Christian do, and sight is given. Every Christian can see vision. Every Christian can prophesy. Every Christian can have word of knowledge. Every Christian can move in the spiritual gift of God. They only need to be informed so that they are not ignorant of the spiritual gift. Are we together now? So, if you look at the book of 1 Corinthians 14, then let's look at verse 30 to 31. What does 30 say? 14. And if what? And then? Hey, this cathedral? Read it, cathedral women. Ah, so we can all prophesy what? But understand, it says we can all, you can all prophesy. Every Christian can prophesy. Why? Because the Spirit of God, which is the Holy Spirit, lives inside you. When you prophesy, you are not the one doing something spectacular. It is the Spirit in you that is speaking to others. For you know, if you read that Corinthians well from verse 4, it says, He who prophesies speaks mystery. You reveal mystery to, to you know, man. But he who speaks in tongue, you know, speaks mystery. Prophecy reveals mystery. Tongue speaks mystery. You see this verse that you have read? Go back to that verse 30 that you have read. If you look at that verse 30, what led to verse 30 is when Paul was talking about how to conduct the uh, you know, Holy Spirit in the church. From verse 26. We're going to read it together from verse 26. Yes? Shall we read it together, please? Stop. You see that word, everyone, in another translation, say each one should. That is just a statement, a, a word that qualifies the statement. What it means by it is that everyone have a hymn. We all sing hymn, isn't it? Yeah, let's, read, let's continue to read. A word of instruction. So, what the Bible is saying is this. Pause in every service. In every service. This is what compose service of Christians. When we come into church or we go to home group or we have fellowship or, you know, together, you know, and all stuff like that. He said we should what? First of all, sing. So we do. Choir just finished singing now. You are great, you are great. That's what I meant. Isn't it? Come on now. So we sang. Is there anybody who didn't sing at the time they were singing? Stand up. When they were singing, you were just looking. The Bible says we should sing when we come to church, isn't it? Hymns, songs. Amen. I never saw tears in the eyes of some people worshiping. I love it. If you, cheer, if, you, if you shed tears in worship, you will not cry in pain before the devil. Satan will be able to give you blood that will make you cry. Because you have released your tears to God in worshiping him. He will make sure Satan don't mess you up. 
You know, people don't understand that when we worship God and we are, we, tears is coming out of our eyes, it's because we have entered into the highest level of worship. That's what brings that. Not because somebody is having any pain. No, he's not having pain. He's worshiping. He's engrossing the worship of his God. Talking about his splendor and power. The Bible says we should do that in meetings. Every meeting, home group, church group, and stuff like that. He said a word of instruction. We always read the Bible in the church services, isn't it? Come on now, church, we read the Bible. And we quote the scriptures. Yes? Then he said a revelation. That's where I'm coming. If we do the first two, why don't we do the second? Ignorance. Somebody should have an encounter. All of us are worshipping and his eyes open and he saw an angel walked in. And in that encounter, he begins to discuss with that angel and the angel begins to tell him things. Every Christian should operate in it is not a gift. It is a grace. That comes in when you turn your desire towards it. And you desire more than anything. It doesn't make you higher than anybody. It has nothing to do with anointing. It has to do with the grace. I can tell you because I encounter, I operate in it. It doesn't make a man a monster. It doesn't make a man superior to others. It is great. It is just the level of your heart that attracted that from God. But you need to know this. In every meeting, God expects this to happen when you sing. He expects to have revelation and visions. And you will get there when the whole of your heart is sunk in the worship and you are expecting the Lord. That is Christian worship. He said a tongue. People should speak in tongues. Or an interpretation, which means people should interpret. This is what it is in every meeting, not some meetings. Pray in tongues in every meeting, sing in tongues in every meeting, and God gives you an interpretation, say it. Or a revelation, say it. But all these things ought to happen, at least in each meeting. Even in your family meeting at home, you are having family prayer. You know, you should pray, sing, and then you should read the Bible. But when you are singing and you are praying, somebody should expect God to speak to the family. We should have such a heart that angels are around us when we are worshiping God. When we are praying, angels are there. We cannot just keep on talking to God. What is God saying to us? Be still and know that I am the Lord, says the Lord. Believers don't encounter it because they don't desire it. They don't even turn their hearts towards it. Many of us, when we talk to God, we just, our concept is that, Father, in the name of Jesus, blah, 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 blah. Before God even said, Jack Robinson, you are got up of your knees and you are walking away. You didn't go to God with inquisitorial mind to inquire of the Lord. You are just studying David. David, when you look at that second Samuel, he went to go and fight. The Bible says, and David inquired of the Lord. He was just 30 years old as a king I met a young man today in New Cross at the entrance who came to, to he joined, I, I listed him among my armor bearers you know he's 14 15 and when he came to me I gave him my my bible or whatever 
And I said to him that you are one of those baptized two weeks ago. He said in the youth convention, he said, yes, apostle. I said, did you receive the Holy Spirit among those who received the Holy Spirit when the coming of the water? He said, no. I said, now have you received the Holy Spirit baptism? He said, no. I said, so you can't speak in tongues? He said, I cannot. I said, but you saw other people who got baptized in the Holy Ghost that day. He said, yes. I said, tell me, why can't you speak in tongues? I said, when I was your age. I was 15. I've been to heaven twice at 15. I told him. I said, lean on me. He put his hand on me. I said, seek God. You didn't speak in tongues since I baptized you. There's a problem. The reason is because you are not designing it. He said, yes, daddy. I said, hey. You see all this uh, social media, telephone, you look, all this rubbish, throw it away. I said, don't go and look at social media. None of you who are teenagers, who are you know, in school, you don't need LinkedIn. Okay? If you have LinkedIn, LinkedIn is for qualification and to communicate professionally. All other, well, if you have LinkedIn to put in your qualification for professional uh, contact, yeah, that's okay. But all these games, a Christian parent who bought games for his child, you have destroyed your child in your life while your child is living. All these games they play on, uh, yeah. Someone says that there's some academic game. No, give them time table to read. That is the academic game. You destroy your life. What Satan is doing right now is that he's inventing things or using things invented by men against men. As a young person, don't go on Facebook. You don't need it. Don't go on uh, Instagram, they call it, or whatever, or Instagram. Anything, all those stuff, don't get on them. Anything a youth should do in your youth age is God or academics. Education. God or education. The Bible we gave you, have you finished reading it? At the age of 15. I've been to heaven twice. At 15, I see open vision. Elders will be praying. I will tell them what I'm seeing. They will be looking at me like, because my father had audible voice of God all the time. You have a father in this house who hears God, who speaks God, and what he says come to pass. Then, turn your desire towards that. No child in this house should get himself, you know, robbed by all this social media. I want to see you in university coming out first in every... Last year we had 24 first class in this house. I'm proud of that. The people who just finished their, their um, secondary school level, you know, A levels in the secondary school, some of them had 11 A stars, 12 A stars, so many of them in the church. I rejoice and celebrate that. Those who did the levels have four, four A's and five A's and stuff like that. I rejoice in that. Don't engage yourself in anything that wastes your life. You know, everybody turn it, their desire towards something in life. Okay? But as a Christian, two things for you on earth. Okay? One, know your God well. Because the Bible says, they that know their God will be strong and they will do exploit. If you really serve God, it will make business easy, it will make education easy, it will make success. Success will be begging you. 
You cannot see a Christian, a person who sees God, and is miserable in career. It can't happen. It cannot happen. The Bible says if a man's way pleases God, God will make even his enemies to be at peace. I'm very happy that in this church, none of you is taught about enemy chasing you. If enemy is chasing any Christian, ask him, what do you do still that you are chasing? A Christian who is not a thief, thief cannot follow you to come and share. The Bible says, Jesus, Jesus said the thief, Satan, has come to kill, to steal, and destroy. What is the thief looking for in a righteous man? There is nothing to look for. If, if Satan is running after you, here is problem, there is problem, the other one is problem. When, we, I, I, when will you enjoy your life on earth? And if you are that one that Satan is, Satan, Satan is, Satan is, Satan, how will you tell other people who are really under the devil that God is good? Do you know why any Christian that Satan is chasing all over the place? Because your ways are wayward. Because you are not serving the true God. You are serving God wishy-washy. And God said, turn unto me and I will turn unto you. So if you turn to God 10 degrees, you will see a God of 10 degrees. If you turn to God 1 degree, you will see a God of 1 degree. That's what he says. God will never turn to man beyond what you turn to. God is not intrusive. He doesn't invade people's life. He waits for you. When you turn to him, that is when he turns to you. If you don't turn to him, he leaves you alone. Listen to me. Life is the easiest thing. Success is the cheapest thing under heaven for those who are in Christ Jesus. But you must serve God by the way. Turn your desire towards God who can settle every matter. By the gift of the Holy Spirit, there is nothing you need that is not encoded in the gift of the Holy Spirit. Nothing. Nothing. Turn your desire towards the Holy Spirit. I love that. So when we come to church, therefore, we know we don't come to play. We come to worship the living God. We want to hear from the living God. That is what your composure of heart is. It's not a t- you come to pray, fellowship of prayer and you are talking, uh, hello, how are you? No, it's not how. Once you enter that door, this is the temple of the Most High. Are we together now? So our state of mind has to change. Church is not a social club. No, it is a spiritual club. Hallelujah, somebody. <clears throat> Anybody who goes to school and did not add knowledge to his knowledge, they will draw examination for you one day, and you will know that you wasted all your life in school. Same thing with God. You must seek the Lord your God with all your heart. So when you come to church, come with expectancy. Anytime you pray at home, expect to hear God. If you have such attitude, you will hear Him. At whatever age. My first encounter with the Lord is at the age of nine. I was a member of intercessors in Nigeria in the 60s then. And um, we would pray every day, from, from every, every Friday, from 12 midnight to 5 a.m. The, our name was called the light of the world. We are many. I was the youngest, a boy among them. We will pray. This prayer movement had begun from the 50s in the time of Apostle Joseph Ayubabalola. And that is where I come from. From his seed. 
So, by the time I was nine, it's a different ball game. I was shining with some people yesterday. When I was 12 and I read about Jerubal, I told my mother, you know, I'm going to your village. My mother said, what are you going to do? I said, give me money for transport. My mother said, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to destroy the bar you served. Because my mother used to be a bar worshiper. My mother said, you this boy. She gave me money before I told her what I wanted. And she was, my mother and I remember we were, she was, wanted to collect my money back. Once money has passed from one hand to the other, the title deed has been transferred. And so it has become my own, not her own. So me and my mother, we were struggling. You know, I wish you knew me at that time. So my mother, I was struggling with her. She was trying to get my money. I've kept my money. My father said, what is going on with you both? And you are struggling. I told my father that I want to go to my mother's village. He said, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to destroy the idols they worship there. My father said, yes, destiny is pushing you. Go. Ah, my mother said, okay. If my, if my husband says you go, go. And I went. You all know it because I've told you in this church again and again. I went to the, to the place, go to the priestess at 12. And the priestess came out and said, yes, what do you want, the, the son of the priest, pro, a prophet? I said, I want to, I come to see you, Grignon. Bow. Ah, she started singing, the Grignon Shakutu, Grignon Shakutu, Shakutu. I was looking at the woman with anger, that this woman do anything. Today, no more Shakutu in this place. <laughs> Because I read that, you know, Gideon destroyed the father's altar before morning. I, in, my, in my own, I said, I will destroy it in the day. So she was singing, singing. She had put on her, all these gadgets, fancy, all over the place with white. And she was dancing before me and doing all the sacrifice. I was following her. When we got to the shrine, I said, where is uh, um, the shrine? He said, this is the shrine. And she was telling me she was to sacrifice. I said, wait, I'm coming. I saw another shrine of Ogun, the god of iron. And I went to the Ogun shrine. Ogun is a useless one because every accident, vehicle that has accident, they will remove the axu, remove all the something. They will put it together and they will tie palm leaf and put blood there and say it's a god. I took all the iron I saw there. I removed the entire the marrow into pieces. And I went to the Shakutu. Uh, Bosa, Bosa. I broke the whole altar and I began to bring out everything they put there. There are shells of of um, snail rusted for years who knows they may be there for more, hundreds of years it's not they all turn white black shell became white i was running them out the woman was saying ha 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 hey my head my head is your head i throw it out broke everything to pieces said which 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 uh, bar this place is not for bar at the age of 12. Huh? The woman said, seven days, seven days you will not leave. And I said, both you and I will leave. Seven days I came, she ran away. <laughs> Hallelujah. How can a child of 12 do that? The 14-year-old boy who read the scriptures to you in New Cross today, that's how they do that. All these children, we have child here at the age of now, tell that they come here and read the Bible. That's why they do that. Turn your heart towards God, and God will turn to you. God is real, more real than you. 
more real. And spiritual realm is more real and more established than all what you see here. All what you see there, here now is a little percent. If God puts your eyes to see all what is unseen here, there are several more than what is happening here. I would get now. But you see, your desire is what determines what you got. Your desire. I use my younger age to help those who are young know that you can. In this church are young kids, nine, six even, who are sound in the world. Fear nothing. And they're having encounters of God. So if that be, then the old one should have more encounter. But the only thing is, turn your heart. Desire. What you desire determines what you get. Come. Now, so, that's what it just says. No, 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 no. No, go to my 20-something. What else shall we say, brothers, when we come together, everyone have the hand there. All of this should be done for the strengthening of the church. And the next verse. If anyone speaks in tongues, two or three should speak at a time. That is when we are worshiping and then somebody come up in tongues. Three people, four people are speaking. Others should control themselves while the other one speaks. The reason why you speak at the time is because we are expecting you to prophesy. That's why we allow you to speak. And if you speak for two minutes and you don't give a prophecy, you should just speak to yourself. I would get the now. Because we are not talking about... The, this is the conduct in worship. If one speaks in tongues, or many people speak in tongues, two or three of them should speak. All right, at one time, and some must interpret. That is, you are speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues for one minute, and so you are expecting interpretation. If there's no interpretation, you speak to yourself in public worship. Then what is say in the next verse? If there is no interpreter, the speaker should what? Keep quiet in the church and speak to. Him. Now, if you read the word, it should keep quiet, and that is all. Someone may say you should not speak. But understand English grammar. The word keep quiet means it should be silent. That is speaking to himself. Why do you speak to yourself? When I speak in tongue, my spirit speaks. And he who speaks in tongue edifies himself. So what the Bible is saying therefore is that uh, I speak in tongues, you know, three of us after a worship and we are breaking, expecting to hear a vision or a revelation, a prophecy or interpretation. And three of us are speaking in tongues because we have been sunk by the Spirit. Two stops and the other one, those stops will speak to themselves so that your spirit can be built up so that you can hear prophecy. And if God didn't give you a prophecy, no problem. You say build up your spirit and speak to yourself. That is um, orderliness in service. Do we get it now? But it didn't say you should shut up. It said you should speak to yourself. That is, I'm speaking now, I can hear myself. Those around me can hear me, but I'm not shouting aloud. If my voice is raised higher than everybody, I must come up with prophecy. That's what the Bible is saying. All of us can speak together, but it's different to when we pray in tongues. All of us can pray in tongues and stuff. But when we take a pause and then the music goes a bit down, it is because we are waiting for God to speak mystery. Let me help you understand something. Some mystery, sometimes God will, Holy Spirit will speak encouragement. And the Lord, I will you, you know, and stuff like that. I will bless you, I will do that and stuff. Confirming the word of God, God speaks like that. But it cannot be too long. 
All right? But then when you break out of that, you break into utterances that will now begin to say something that is hidden in the heart of somebody and the heart is revealed. This is not anointing. This is your right. Why should you prophesy? Say it again. That's it. Because the Pentecostal church, some people came in the Pentecostal church who have misled many people. They themselves don't have any encounter. It's only shouting and bragging the hell. And they're calling such anointing. That's not so. You have the same anointing with me. I'm not more anointed than you. Nevertheless, God had done miracles to the end of miracles through me. Taking me to heaven several times. Jesus appeared to me and all stuff. It is not because I am more anointed. Some of my encounters is because I am called to the office of apostle. Anybody who is an apostle. Second uh, Corinthians 12, 12. He said, the sign of apostle is manifest among you. Signs and wonders. So if anybody calls himself an apostle, if you cannot pray signs and wonders, you are a counterfeit. Like Paul said. If you call yourself a prophet and you cannot see visions and dreams, then you are a liar. Like Numbers said. I would get the name. So, therefore, operating the power of the Spirit has nothing to do with anointing. It has to do with one grace and it has to do with you. Desire. You can operate the nine gifts, each one of you, but it's desire. Either God give you a grace which just happened, or you desire to invoke the grace. Some of us, when we receive the baptism, we receive the gift. And it manifests. But some of us, we have to desire the same gift. And we'll operate it. And I told you also, some of us can operate some of the gift by faith. That is the gift of healing. You can command the sick person to be healed and they be healed. You can operate signs and wonders by faith. Uh, somebody said, one of my uh, the prophetic voice ministers... In Lagos, he said, he was with me in Ota. Twice. When the witches, I was going to do crusade and witches sent rain to my crusade to destroy the whole place. And they sent some ants. And in a short time, those ants, these soldiers and bite people. When they bite you, they die on your body. They are as wicked as the people. Amen. <laughs> so ants of Ota. Wicked like Ota. So, and this minister was with me. When they gave me the microphone and I went to the pulpit, I said, Ah, a messenger does not disturb another messenger. I want to preach and read this for that. I pointed my finger to the cloud and said, Stop in the name of Jesus. Thunder, lightning, heavy rain. Boom. And I started preaching. I will not preach and rain disturb me. Rain here, have ear. Lifeless things have ear. Mountain have ear. That is why he will respond when you tell him to move. Okay? So, and the ants disappeared. They vanished. Ants are not supposed to just disappear. They are supposed to fly away gradually. When we open our eyes, we didn't say one ant. The people who are the witches in the confessed it. Yes? What brings that? So one of the ministers, I won't touch them. Faith in the name of Jesus Christ, I'm talking about. So he went to Liberia to do crucifixion. And he gave testimony that when I was in Liberia, they called rain for me too. And I now remember, I said, my spiritual father commanded rain. 
He says instantly, boldness came upon me. And I also said, a messenger does not disturb another messenger. Rain, stop! And everything went warm. And that brought several souls to the kingdom. So you understand, it's not anointing, it's faith. Acts chapter 3, when the miracle of the beautiful gate happened, and people were so excited and they wanted to, you know, to, to make Peter an idol. Peter said, don't you think it's our own power we made this man work? But he said, faith in the name of Jesus made this man work. It's not our anointing. Faith in the name, no anointing of any man performs miracle. It is faith in the name of Jesus that performs miracles. And it is faith in the name of Jesus that provokes grace to come and then back the Lord. It is faith in the name of Jesus that brings prophetic gift. And it is faith in the name of Jesus that brings interpretation. So the Bible tells us here that we should see all these things done. Now go back to my... Yeah, that's 3.16. Okay, let's read the 3.16. That is very good of you. It says, by, look at this, I read it together. No, 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 no. Let's read verse 15 with it. <clears throat> you killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this. Then verse 16, shall we read it together? <clears throat> I'm closing now. Come on now. You know why some people say it is the anointing that makes us off? Because some people don't want you, the church, to be where they are. They think they are. Really, they are not really there. But I tell you this lie in the Pentecostal church for years from the devil. We began this lecture by looking at Romans chapter 12 from verse 4 that says that the body has many parts and then in verse 5 it says that and we are members of many parts in the body and then we're going to talk about the gifts every one of you have gifts here you don't manifest your gifts if you are ignorant of it and you don't operate your gifts if you don't desire it what you have today is because of your desire yesterday so we agree in this house that from this very month, we will turn our desire to the gifts of the Spirit, especially the gift of prophecy. The gift of the Spirit, especially the gift of prophecy. You will get your children to prophesy. You will get your husband and wife to prophesy. Come on now. Listen to me. Prophesying begin from prophetic declaration. The Bible says something, take that in and slap it on anything contrary. Until it changes. Thus fear the Lord. God took Ezekiel to the, to the, to the dry, valley of dry bones. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And he saw bones that were very, 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 very dry. Amen. And while he was there wondering, oh my God, I am in the graveyard. If you had a dream like that and you came out, they would say you should go for deliverance because you went to the grave in your dream. Amen. <laughs> Some people will say that. Can you imagine this man? He just was having an encounter and he was in the, in the midst of bones. If you are the one where you're not going to be afraid, I will be afraid. 
So Ezekiel was afraid. And God said, son of man, what is this? He says they are bones. And God, you know, these bones are different from ordinary bones. Because they are very, very dry bones. And God said, you see correctly. And he says, God said, can these bones live? Brother Ezekiel said, God, you see, this one is beyond human being. This problem, no man can solve it. This issue is not any, what any human being. How can bones live, Lord? Only you know it. And God said, yes, I know it, but you also know, but it's in your spirits. He said, now how would you make these bones live? And God said, you are the one who will make them live. Speak. What shall I say? And he gave him the scriptures. The word of the Lord, which is the Bible. Say to the bones, thus saith the Lord. Let me help you understand this. What did God say? Is all written here. Thus saith the Lord. It's in this Bible. Everything in this Bible is said by God. Take it. Prophesy it to a situation. You will see instant change. If the situation does not change, you too don't change. Keep on speaking to it. Devil doesn't want you to know this. If there is anything you need, it's just this. The Bible. He says, thus said the Lord. Tell the bone what God is saying. Tell your situation what God is saying. That is prophetic declaration. He said to the bone, thus said the Lord. And when he was prophesying to the bone, the Bible says there was rattling. Don't you know when you begin to prophesy the situation that are terrible, they will go more terrible. Because it responds, there is a response of things getting worse when you begin to prophesy. That is the evidence that what you are saying is doing something. Hallelujah, somebody. There are some wounds when you have, doctor, I think I'm correct. I've heard you doctors say things like that. You have a little wound, but for them to treat it, they will cut bigger part of your body. No be so. To be able to heal it. Maybe they said that it is a, it has a, what do you call this, a tetanus has entered or something has entered, so they will now cut everything away. When you begin to prophesy, that will be rattling, that will be rattling, that will be rattling, that will be rattling, that's no solution, but the solution is beginning to happen. But by your own insistence, and the Bible says bone for bone began to come, to come together, and then tendons began to come. He prophesied to tendon, he prophesied to flesh, one stage and then the other. He did not stop prophesying until he saw a mighty army standing, and he stopped prophesying, and the people were standing, they could not move. Don't be carried away by spectacular. If you were the one you were in the valley of dry bones and you were speaking and bones were coming together, tendons happened. If you even have the boldness to wait, by the time you see zombies standing before you, I'm sure that you will neither collapse and God have to wake you up again. Amen forevermore. But you see, this is the fact. When you begin to prophesy, things begin to happen. Don't stop until the manifestation. Don't stop, don't stop, don't stop, don't stop. You, uh, you, uh, you, uh, you, you prophesy against the devil and prophecy is manifesting. You keep quiet, then the devil will regain his ground. And then you start again. That should never be your portion for life. Have this understanding. If you need any anointing for it, you have it already. Our apostle tell you that the Bible says so. Don't let someone tell you that ah, you need to go and fast for 30 days. With 30 days, Jesus did it already. Jesus' fast is 40 days and 40 nights, and my own fast is part of it. Hello, somebody. 
I must not hear that any one of you fast for a long time. Do you hear me? If you tell me that God is telling me to fast, go for a long fast, you must tell me that an angel appeared to me. I spoke with him and he said this. Not you think in your head. Because you can think in your head and God is not the one thinking for you. God does not need long fast. Second Chronicles chapter 20, one day fasting, God fought battle over a nation and delivered a nation. For Sinacheru is a prophet who spoke that you see this man, Ezekiah, you see this man at your gate, he will not enter. And that settles it. Well, a prophet spoke and he didn't fast. God settled it. Esther, a decree of the nation was changed. Only three days fasting. So what is your own 20 days, 30 days doing? What, what, what is your purpose? What, what is going on in you that you are fasting for 30 days? What? All the strength you be seeking God and praying, you exhausted it without food. I become pale. At the end of it, what happened? Come on now. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? Those who have what? And that's what you should do. Read the Bible, live the Bible life, speak to a situation, command the mountain to be removed. When he stopped, God said to him, Why did you stop Ezekiel? Command the wind. Command the wind. What is the wind? The Spirit. The Spirit of the living God. Let me say this to you anytime you are surrounded by battle, those who are for you are more than those who are against you. Know that for sure. Do you have to see them? No. Because we see them by the eyes of faith. When a child of God on earth says, in the name of Jesus, every angel understands the code behind that name. And they all will answer to your heart if you have faith. If that name is called by faith, angels answer. Ah, 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 ah. Anyone under my voice, if you listen to me, you will never be deceived in your entire life. Listen to me. What I teach you works. You cannot be afraid of devil because devil is afraid of you. Eh? <laughs> Let me tell you in closing. Believe me. For you and I now, we want to prophesy. <clears throat> every day. So every situation that faces you, you will what? Speak against them. Until they obey what is written in your Bible. God told me, promised me peace in my house. He said, enjoy life with your wife whom you love. So if there is uh, pieces between me and my wife, I will prophesy until the peace will come. God promised me success in my office. If my immediate boss, who should promote me for two years, he postponed my promotion. You know what mistakes some Christians do? They say, you need some dangerous prayer. Everyone who prays dangerous prayer are demonized. They are possessed with demons. Because God, can, God, is, God cannot produce what he is not. God is not dangerous. God is not dangerous. Let me say something to you. When your boss is against you, the mental of those who say dangerous prayer, they may say, pray that God should remove him. You don't understand the Bible. The Bible says, the Lord set a table before me. Where? 
So when you remove that enemy, God will never set that table. Because for God to set the table, the enemy must be present. If you kill the enemy for life, that table will never be put in. God will never do because you have killed the, 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 the substance of it. If you remove that man from office, God will never promote you. But if you speak the word of God, God will make, your promotion may come from a higher authority and you may become the boss of that. But it happened here and now among you. None of you should make Satan or demons anything in this church because you can't make something what God called nothing. Hey, listen to me. If you have to go to a shrine, you don't have to go and pray and fast. Go there and destroy because there is no such a thing as shrine. According to the book of Isaiah 44 verse 9. All who make idols are nothing and they think the treasure are worthless. Those who speak for them are blind. Isaiah 44 verse 9. Somebody comes before you and is boasting that he, I, I have voodoo. I have. Tell him that do what your voodoo can do. Let us see whether good or bad. He has nothing. Don't be intimidated by nothing. Somebody pours something on the ground for me. I walk over it because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness there. I will not take cognizance of what he pours. It's ordinary water he pours down. Are we together? When he came to call us in, in a, 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 this place, Butte, some years ago, you know, the Anglican church, some witches went in, uh, from Ephraim to Butte. They went to put blood in the front of a church, physically. White witches, I'm not talking of Africa, I'm talking about United Kingdom here. The white witches went to jail and put blood. And all the parishioners ran away, they are all white also. And then somebody heard about me and they came and told me about the case. And I told all the members that let's go for practical. So we went there. When we got to the church, we came out from our van. We just went and opened the church and my members entered. They said, no, 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 we need to intercede. You know, they have these books that they write about intercession. All of them have the program. You have to do this, then you have to do that, then you have to do this. Before you now go, because there is a power. My members don't, I don't read those books. I heard of them. One I read, I threw it away. And we entered the church. No, 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 we have to intercede. I said, intercede how? We didn't come here to intercede. You said you can't worship in this church. There is blood there. I opened the church. We worship there. They said, ah, no, that we have to break the power. There is no power. Okay, because of you, let's break the power. Get me water. <laughs> they got me water. All of them were standing at me. And we watched. They stood at Louvre away. Where my members were going and we were watching the whole gate. We watched the door for them. It's for them I watched the door. And then we opened. So you are coming. For your sake, let us pray. So we pray. So that they can be happy by the theories they have been fed. And I said, okay, all of you are intercessors. They told me how they have been interceding. Even one told me that when he was interceding, how Satan attacked him. And he first pushed him down when he interceded. He said when he interceded, he faced the east, nothing happened. He faced the west, nothing happened. He faced the south. When he faced the other side, something, that is where the Masonic temple is. Something will just hit him and he will fall to the ground. I said, eh, eh, Charlie, can play. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
Something is called, is that because the power of the Masonics, and they were talking so much, any uh, lay lines all over the place, there is a line from England to Mecca, and it goes to Vatican City. I said, oh, where did you see this in the Bible? I can't find these things in the Bible. They said, no, you don't understand. People who have been there. I said, Satan will not send evangelists to teach me. These are people who have been in the call. They are the ones who are not Christians. They are telling people. I said, you know, let me say this to you. If God knows that what they are saying is true, he will have written the Bible. If it's not in the Bible, it's a lie. Do you expect Satan to teach you his secrets? <laughs> eh? People will say that we are born again. We are confessing. They are all liars. Check them a few years back to where they came from. That's right. That's right. Excuse me, somebody. So, they base all their, their knowledge on all this. Even some of them are talking about names of some devils. Like, okay, we'll, we'll finish this. Let's go to the witches now. All of you are fully fortified. Let's go to the witch place too. Their own convent. They say, ah, physically, I say yes. They came here physically. We go to them too, physically. Thank God I didn't do law at the time, so I don't know what is going on. So, they followed me and we went. And I said, if you witches came to close down church, we lay hands on the gates. I said, surround it. I told everybody, put hands on their wall. And I pronounced this coven shut down in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit. Some of you are praying in tongues. I don't have time for that. You don't speak in tongues to demons. They don't hear what you are saying. Went to the next coven. We went to 12 covens. Six months, they were all shut down. After we spoke. It is not anointing. It is faith in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, Woe to he that called evil good. So a lot of Christians are under woe. When you make a fast of the devil or demons, and you, you, you terrorize yourself and intimidate yourself by what does not exist over you. Once a man is in Christ Jesus, a new creation, your umbilical cord is caught away. All things are passed away, all things are because you are now a child of God, for God's sake. Exercise your authority as children of the living God. Take your Bible and your faith. You can face the greatest collision of the devil anywhere under heaven. Satan has done it. Jesus said, The prince of this world came to me, he found nothing in me, man. You are going to speak to your life right now. Your tomorrow lies in your lips. Speak it and heaven will receive it. And God will act upon it. Why has it not happened? Because God is waiting for you to speak. Stand up on your feet. He says, say to the dry bones, thus says the Lord. I will make bread come into you. And so he went to the driver and said, Driver, rise up! And they rose up. Tenders, come! And they came. Flesh, come! And they came. A mighty army said, Winds from the east, come over! Whoop! Enter into them. Leave, you drivers. Come back to life. And a mighty army, the Bible says, You are going to lift up your voice and make prophetic declaration over your life. Let me say this to you. To help you in your reasoning, the Bible says, whatever you ask in my name, Jesus says, I will do it, isn't it? The Bible says, in righteousness you shall be established, tyranny shall be far from you, they will not come 
near your tent. The Bible says, Your sons shall be cut pillars. Uh, yeah, your daughters shall be cut pillars, and your sons only shoes round your table. I don't know what your own issue is. In the book of Deuteronomy 28, it says in verse 12, The Lord will open the storehouse of his bounty. He will send you rain in season. And to bless all the works of your hand. The next verse says you will be on top. Always be on top. You will never come beneath. So if you have lost your job, you are going for a better job. The Bible says that there shall be none among them that shall be barren. Do you know something? As I'm speaking, you are looking at the area that is applicable to you. Why should you come to this world to struggle? No, 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 no. no. Why should you be condemned? There is no more condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For in Christ Jesus, the Lord of Spirit of life has set us free from the Lord of sin and death. What the Lord was powerless to do that is that it was weakened by the flesh. God did it through the cross. That is Romans chapter 1, chapter 8, verses 1 to 2. You are going to lift up your voice and prophesy to your life, destiny. Lift up your voice and begin to speak into your life. Beginning from your life, to your marriage if you are married, to your children if you have, to your spirit man. I am the seed of greatness. Begin to declare. Declare to your eyes to open. Declare to your mind to be, full, to be filled with revelation. What eyes have not seen, what ears have not had. Speak in the name of the Lord to your future. Make declaration to your today. Everything that you have received from God, begin to declare them to manifestation. Speak to your business, speak to your brain. Speak to the works of your hand. Lord God, bravo sapragalidunda say. Command your spirit to respond to the Holy Spirit. He says you will see vision. He says you will prophesy. Begin to make declaration in the name of the Lord. If you carry pain in your body, command your body to be healed. Speak healing to your bones, healing to your blood, healing to your body, to your brain. Speak awakening to come into your senses. Speak that your eyes should open to see into the residue of God, the, the, the reservoir of God inside you. That you may know what God has ordained for you. And you may understand what God has prepared for you. Make declaration in the name of the Lord of hosts. Speak to the Lord. Declare doors to open for you. Isaiah 45 verse 1. Thus hear the Lord to his anointed. Put your name there. Whose right hand I have lifted up to subdue nation. Begin to declare. My right hand shall subdue nation. Hear the word of the Lord, O right hand of Alfred. Subdue United Kingdom. Subdue the nations of the world. He said the Lord will go ahead of you and he will open the double doors. Begin to speak. Double doors. Be swing open before Christ with tabernacle. I declare in the name of the Lord as you move on in this month. It shall come to pass that double doors, opportunities shall come for you. Grace shall be multiplied over you. 
Make declaration in the name of the Lord of hosts to your life. He says, I will break down the gates of bronze before you. I will cut through the bars of iron. Begin to prophesy. Every limitation the devil has said before me, I rebuke them in the name of the Lord. I declare victory over every power of Satan. I declare victory over every battle that surrounds my life. I glide on the wing like eagle. It says, I will give you the treasures of darkness. Begin to speak as I go this week. I will discover treasures. Darkness shall not hide me. I shall be a light in the midst of darkness. I shall be the salt in the midst of the earth. In my office, I shall be favored by all men. My name shall be called sought after. Goodness will seek after me. Glory will seek after me. The power of the Lord will surround me as I go in this week. My week shall be a great week. Hear the word of the Lord, I, Alfred. Enter into the provision of God for you in this week. You come back here by the end of the week rejoicing. Doors shall open for me in unusual places. Favor will come for me in this week that I've entered. Makalarabo 